Hi friends, my name is Sasha and I'm Mia and this is the Drawing Club podcast. A weekly show where we chat about art, creativity, life and my cats and all of this while drawing a new illustration every week. And you can draw with us. If you do, please share your creations on social media and tag us in your posts. Welcome to the club, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome. Uh, so today we have a special guest and some of you might know who that is already. <laughs> uh, it's Helen Farley. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Helen. Hi. Hi. So nice to have you here. Yes. So yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, Helen um, organized uh, or like created the exhibition that we had in the summer. So many of you listeners uh, took part in it and we'll talk more about it later. But yes, we wanted to have Helen over to talk more about what she does. So do you want to introduce yourself shortly before we jump in? Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Helen Farley and I'm a workshop facilitator, artist and curator. And I work with kids and young adults. That sounds so cool. I can't wait to learn more about what you do. <laughs> Yeah, I think like Helen is our first guest who like we haven't known personally beforehand. So that's like super excited because we feel so professional. <laughs> but but also but also we might be a little like shy or awkward, so hope that's okay for Helen and everyone listening. <laughs> Do you want to say where you're from? Oh, um I'm from the UK. Um, based in London and um, also Wales, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I've been to Wales when I was like ten. <laughs> oh, nice. It was beautiful. Uh, I can't say where exactly, but it was stunning. <laughs> oh. Did you go to? Yeah. yeah, I've never been to Wales, but I've been to London. Nice. <laughs> All right, okay, should we start with what we are drawing or what we're working on? Sure. Uh, so, mm -hmm. Mia, do you want to start? Yes. I don't know, this morning, uh, this is still morning when we're recording and I was feeling like, I don't know, I, I'm quite tired. So I had like trouble trying to sketch things out. Like I think I drew a couple of things and I just, nothing was working. So what do I do when I don't know what to draw? I draw myself. <laughs> So that's what I'm doing today, and I'm actually using my iPad to do that today. How about you, Helen? What are you? Yeah. Um, I'm actually making a, a drawing machine at the moment. <gasps> what does that mean? That sounds <laughs> so um, I kind of like taking um, drawing sometimes away from the artist's hand and kind of seeing what you can um, create through kind of incorporating like engineering and things like that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I've kind of got a few um, 3D printed um, bits and like some motors and stuff like that. So like a, a pencil can like hook up to here and then hopefully it'll be able to move and things like that oh that looks so, so cool it can, 
Wow. We have to get like a like okay. a photo yeah. of this amazing yeah. robot <laughs> to show everyone. Yeah. 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 So for those listening, Helen is showing us like on the video chat the the robot <laughs> that is gonna draw. But yeah, let's let's yeah, put the definitely. photo on the Instagram if you don't mind, so yeah. others can see your cool robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds so cool. Yeah. Uh, I am. How about you, Sasha? Draw. I I decided today to draw something that is not a tattoo design because mm -hmm. I feel like <laughs> I need to also like I've been like really excited about this one thing, but I also like I want to also draw for fun because now this feels like drawing for work, which is like an amazing job, but still, yeah. So. I just drew, like I sketched something that I'm really comfortable drawing. It's a person holding a pot with a plant. Amazing. And I'm using Copic markers. Okay, so should we all share, um, or do we all have something we would like to share with the club today? I hope we do. Would you like to start, Helen? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I think for, this week I was kind of thinking about what I've kind of been watching recently um, and I've been watching, I've, I've also made sure that this is kind of on, on Netflix kind of like globally as well but it's um, a series called Abstract, The Art of Design. <gasps> yes! I watched and the there's, um, <laughs> Nice! <laughs> and there's one, um, there's one by uh, Niri Oxman who's like a She's interested in uh, bioarchitecture and um, she's kind of used like silkworms to kind of like create different pieces. Um, and then there's another one by uh, Cass Holman as well. She does another episode and that's all about designing for play. I've um, seen that so, one and yeah. I absolutely yeah. love that episode. <laughs> yeah. That was so amazing. <laughs> so inspiring. Yeah, so, so good. So yeah, no, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the in in the mood of when I'm when I'm maybe not feeling as productive or when I'm kind of like I don't know wanting to kind of learn something different. Then it's those are just like super nice just to kind of like dip into and watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How about you, Mia? Um, should Sasha actually go first because ours are kind yeah. of connected? So. Oh, cool. <laughs> Okay, I can go first. Yeah, so this is, yeah, again, I have like a running topic now. Um, so yeah, I've been learning to tattoo for a couple months now, or like a whole year now, but like actually learning on people. And I've been working at a studio with Ahma, who has also been a guest at our podcast. But yeah, now... Ahma and two other tattoo artists who have been working in the same studio and me, we started our own new studio. We've been planning Congrats. to do that also like That's for a while amazing. now. <laughs> Thank so you. Much. Yeah, it's been in the plans for a while and we've been looking at so many spaces in Helsinki and it's, it's tough to find a good space for a studio like well, it's just tough to find a nice space that is kind of affordable and is nice, but also where the owners are okay with a tattoo studio. Because, <laughs> you know, there's like a bit of a stigma. And of course, when people see us, they know that we are not scary or anything. <laughs> but still, like, not everyone 
once a tattoo studio in their building, but we found a gorgeous place. It's like this Jugend-style building in this kind of old historical part of town. It's so pretty and it's pretty huge and affordable and we have space for uh, like tattoo spots and then we have a little kitchen and then we have a back room where we can also put like uh, tables to sit and work on other things because we all also do like comics and illustrations and other stuff so it's gonna be like a um, like not just a tattoo studio but this whole creative space studio thing and we're thinking to also do some kind of community uh, events there too eventually maybe when <laughs> it's not pandemic so yeah I'm so excited it's it's so nice like I never thought I would like find a team to start something like that with so it's like it's so special like when we were like every time we're there together and like doing something preparing and talking about it I'm like about to cry mm. and others like we've had like some cries already all together because we're like all so excited yeah. and like so happy that we found this really nice group of people where like everybody is on the same page and we like all enjoy each other's company mm. and it's like so nice to work together so yeah it's it's been so special and I'm so happy that it's happening yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, my weekly thing has something to do with this because last Saturday we um, actually painted the studio together and I was there to yes. help because I was like, oh my god, if like two of my, like some of my favorite people are gonna start this thing together, like I have to be involved. Like, I can't just, like, I'm not a tattoo artist, so. But I, uh, I want to do something to contribute because I am like so excited for you. So I came to help with the painting and I was actually appointed an honorary member of the tattoo oh, studio. <laughs> which is like, which was another um, thing that made us all cry pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, it was so nice to, uh, to kind of be a little part of it even though I'm not like an official studio member, but I hope to also... Yeah, it was really nice to have you. Yeah. Uh, yes, and Mia helped us so much. I don't think we would have uh, like done all the work that we managed to do on the weekend without Mia. Aww. And it was like really nice to have you around. And Same. yes, I'm hoping that Mia will come over and we can like work together at the studio also so yeah i hope so too yeah <laughs> thank you for welcoming me <laughs> to be a part of it nice. of course <laughs> all right but i guess we can move on to the official episode yes so yeah uh let's talk about you Helen <laughs> so do you want to like tell us a bit more about like what you do uh, about your work and I mean if you want to tell us about your life too <laughs> just like kind of about you and yeah what yeah. you do um, so I'm permanently a workshop facilitator um, working with children and young people uh, kind of teaching um, all about STEAM education, which is kind of science, technology, engineering, art and mathematics. 
and um, I was kind of teaching that in person in kind of like after school clubs and events and things like that and now that's kind of progressed to um, teaching teaching online now um, and teaching kids um, actually quite a lot of virtual and augmented reality um, which is then then how I've then been working on different exhibitions and things like that um, and I've also been uh, not just um, teaching online, teaching virtual reality, but also um, kind of teaching kids like coding and robotics and things like that too. Um, so yeah, just kind of engaging their, their curiosity in different things. That sounds so cool. Yeah. So do you have like a, do you have background yeah. in both the arts and like engineering then like through studies or how did you get to do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I know it's, it's quite a weird mix um but uh, yeah, I love it. it sounds so cool <laughs> <laughs> um I I actually studied um arts at uni um at the University of Westminster and it was kind of it was mixed media um fine art so we were kind of able to do really quite a lot of and explored a lot of different materials um through learning on that course and that was when I kind of actually started off on that course, kind of drawing and experimenting with different materials. And then that then kind of led into my curiosity of then actually making drawing machines. So I started then using like found objects, like um, I used like an umbrella frame and I like stripped the material off of the umbrella frame and then like charcoal would kind of go on the ends of like each each like bit of the umbrella and there was a motor inside and it would kind of like move around almost like this insect on the paper and it would kind of like create all of these um like draw drawings like on the paper um so so yeah that that's kind of how yeah it progressed from like drawing into like yeah the being interested in the the process of it creating work um yeah yeah <laughs> wow that's so cool yeah i feel like my mouth is just like open the whole time we're talking like, yeah that sounds amazing like so so inventive and like so fun like very like playful also <laughs> i love that yeah yeah, I wanted to also like ask in case uh, some of our listeners don't know, could you maybe explain what is like virtual reality and augmented reality are? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so virtual reality is sometimes where you can put on a headset and you can kind of go into your um, own world that you've created. Um, but you can also get a similar experience through if you're looking at it on a laptop or um, tablet as well where you can kind of scroll around the world and it's like 360 so you're seeing all around you and then like above and um, below you too and then augmented reality um, is kind of similar to, to Pokemon Go um, <laughs> in terms of you can like <laughs> yeah you, you can interact with um, the, the world around you um, through kind of creating 
your your own world and your own characters are kind of popping up in like your own home or um, wherever you are. Yeah, I love how like usually when people talk about um, those things like virtual reality or robotics or like all of those things that you're talking about, it always sounds like it's something that has to do with engineering, with something technical. And I think it's like so new for many people that like your approach that it's like about art, that, that mm. you studied art and then that's the medium you chose that like you don't have to have a background in like mm. maths and physics to, to use this medium that like you can be an artist yeah. in, in <laughs> that medium. It, I think it's really cool and I think it like might like can be like new for an eye-opening for many people. Yeah, like and, and yeah, encouraging that even without like an education in it, it's you can still like. So how did you did you just like um, how did you kind of teach yourself how to create those um, spaces? Like, did you study online kind of? Is there like a lot of information available if someone w was like, oh my god, I wanna. I want to learn how to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think a, a lot of it was, yeah, self, you know, self-teaching. Um, and I think that's that's kind of what I love being, a, you know, a workshop facilitator is when I'm when I'm teaching kids or I'm teaching um, young people how to use like certain technologies and stuff like that. Then it really it really encourages my like capacity to want to want to learn and obviously you want to support them in the best way so you're I, f I feel like I'm you know constantly having to kind of re refresh and like relearn different things so I've always been kind of interested in uh, working with and teaching like kids and young adults in that way to kind of encourage them um, but in terms of um, when I was at uni I think kind of like technically Wise, I was using um, things initially that were kind of pre-built motors or um, a lot of things that maybe needed like batteries and things like that and just kind of also just taking like different toys apart and then just using bits of um, you know machines that are in different toys so not not like making it really daunting for myself in terms of like Ah, I've got to try and connect this to this and <laughs> um, so just kind of like like stripping things down that I'm familiar with and then just kind of then taking um, taking and putting them um, and using them in different ways through you know play and like exploring the um, exploring the process of it um, and there the yeah in terms of like coding and things like that too um, that was just something that I was just really interested in and I, I never thought that I'd you know kind of go into that I never was taught coding at school um, but in terms of kind of where my practice was kind of leading I was just like actually this um, this is something something really interesting that is going to kind of feed into um, to the work that I do so yeah <laughs> yeah that's all it's like super interesting. It's totally different from anything that we do or anyone. Like, I don't know anyone who does that. I'm not saying you're the only person, but I've never <laughs> talked to a person. I've never like heard anyone's experience with that. That is so cool. And also, yeah, yeah like just 
I feel like there's still this very, like, quite a strong, um, like, huh, what is the word that I'm looking for? But it feels like, you know, arts is one thing and then, like, you know, engineering and hard sciences is another thing and they're kind of, like, in this weird competitive almost or, like, kind of, they're, like, pitted against each other, kind of. Which, like, I love seeing someone kind of, you know, combining them in creative new ways and, like, yeah, and I feel like a lot of maybe people who are into art might, like, I guess on both sides there might be, like, some prejudice, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> about, like, the other thing. But So I love how you're, how you're just taking them and creating something amazing and creative. Well, we those. can, yeah, yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree. And, like, we, yeah, we can, we can learn so much from each other that I think it's it's kind of a shame that we're not kind of listening to the to the other side of it sometimes or working with people that we you know we kind of think may have a certain view on something but actually there there are so many like projects and like funding things out there that are like specifically for like these sorts of collaborations and like trying to to mesh these um mm. things together a lot more so and at the end of the day it's like it's it's kind of similar to when you're you know collaborating or, or when I reached out to to you two saying like w would you like me to make a virtual exhibition for you like um yeah that's like completely um completely different so it's just like yeah it's about yeah le leaping in leaping out of your comfort zone sometimes and kind of seeing what happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> so would you like to uh yeah. tell us about this exhibition and maybe like organizing virtual exhibitions in general and like mm -hmm. what what you did for us and our listeners so. yeah and like how did you even like how did you decide to approach us and like, how did you have this idea? Um, so I think before, um, before lockdown and everything happened, I was uh, teaching kids and young adults about virtual reality um, in person through kind of doing workshops. And so I'd been kind of using the software that I was using a fair bit. And I was teaching them about coding and things like that. And when when lockdown happened, I was just like, I really miss, you know, going to exhibitions or, um, you know, going out and viewing artwork. And it was just like, yeah, it was something that I really missed. And I, I know a lot of my my friends and family really miss too. And really, like the the first initial idea for the the first watch this VR space was to help support my um, friends and university students that I was with um, and kind of get their artwork out there and also like kind of making an event so that we can all just kind of network and get together and just have a bit of a chat and like it's something to look forward to like I think it's so important during this time to like have have things to look forward to um, so that was kind of the idea for the the first one and I hadn't made anything in VR that was a, a gallery space before. Um, but I just, I don't know, I could kind of, I could see how it would kind of look. And I'm by no means saying that this is, you know, ever gonna 
um, be so much better than seeing artwork in real life. That's that's definitely not what it's about. It's just, um, you know, kind of supporting artists and also um, kind of getting that discussion going. Um, so, yeah, I just thought I'd kind of play and experiment. And that's how I then kind of put the exhibition together and it started to take shape as like artworks were coming in from um, my friends. And then that's kind of how I was then getting to grips with the layout and the coding I kind of knew, but not quite in the same way. So I was kind of like playing and altering kind of throughout. Um, so it was really just an amazing learning experience as well, just having this idea and then just kind of slowly but steadily getting it to, you know, fruition. And then it was the launch event and I was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I created an exhibition. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like surprise, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then like throughout, um, I started listening to the, the Drawing Club podcast and um, I just felt, you know, really inspired. And also, like, there was such a, an amazing community that you definitely have. And that was when I was then kind of thinking, you know, for, for my friends and, like, fa uh, family and stuff like that, that I've been able to, to support with the first exhibition. I was just like, actually, this could be amazing to kind of showcase it out a little bit more but also have like a wider reach and get artists from all over the world to just be like look we really just want to see your artwork because you make some really cool stuff and <laughs> um yeah so that was um and I was just like right I need to I need to try and reach out and see whether I can see whether I can do something so yeah <laughs> yeah and that was like so exciting like uh, like we were so excited when you reached out like we hadn't like we hadn't ever thought of anything like that and I had never like participated in anything like that and it was so amazing and like the way people got involved and excited was just like I didn't expect so many people to be like so excited to participate yeah. it was amazing yeah, I, I, I feel like thanks to like your idea, we also got so much closer with our community. Mm. Like we got to have this opening party chat yes. and we got like some artwork from them. So we actually, even though we see like people's artwork uh, all the time because they tag us in their posts mm. and that's like super nice and like we are so happy all the time we see them. But I think this was like a different level already because that was like so like... I don't know. They actually sent us their artwork. They told us about it, and and then on their opening like party group chat, we kind of also discussed everyone's artwork. So it was like it was so special. Yeah, and I'm like I'm so happy for like how like people like you like when the lockdown happened, like you used that to like come up with like new ideas of doing things. And I think yeah, as you say like. A virtual exhibition is not the same as like an IRL exhibition, but I, I still think that it's there are things that are like ve like 
there are some things about virtual exhibitions that are better than IRL also, mm -hmm. like because uh, I feel like those can be like more accessible in mm -hmm. many ways because the real exhibition field can be sometimes very like closed and hard to get into. Mm -hmm. So like this kind of uh, like s smaller projects like this, I think are like amazing for people to like get this boost of confidence by like of taking part in an exhibition uh, and and also how we could like put together art from people all over the world like mm -hmm. we could never organize something like this in real life uh, for like our listeners so I think like because there was this problem like you came up with this creative solution that <laughs> then like was so beneficial to everyone I think that's beautiful. And I honestly appreciate like, so much that you both kind of trusted for me to just kind of take it. it just you, you openly just said, look, we, we don't really know what. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, no, it was Just great. do your thing, we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and I tried to like yeah. interweave bits of the podcast in and there had to be a cat I mean there had to be a cat didn't there <laughs> 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 the cat was amazing yeah. that was that was really appreciated <laughs> yeah there was like a cherry on top of the yeah. cake <laughs> yeah all right well, uh, when we discussed um, this beforehand, you mentioned that your practice have like shifted over the years. So do you maybe want to like talk a bit about that? Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, it, it kind of it started when I was at, at uni kind of going into um, drawing. And then that was kind of what then led on to um, kind of playing with different bits of machinery and like tinkering. Um, and now it's kind of forming into virtual reality, augmented reality, but um, also still kind of keeping that physical element by kind of 3D printing different components. Um, and yeah, just kind of playing and tinkering with, um, with different materials. Um, I say that's kind of how it's shifted and it, it's definitely like my coding's definitely got a lot better over the years um, and just kind of like the different technologies that I'm now able to use like I use the BBC micro bit which is like this little mini computer which has like a little LED screen on it um, and you can code and do lots of different things with that and then um, for virtual and augmented reality I've been kind of seeing you know what kind of spaces can be made kind of how different ages can uh, interact with it and yeah just kind of constantly trying to shift my my practice along so that you know I'm constantly learning new things and you know I'm always kind of keep keeping my mind active and that I think that then just makes me even like more engaged and excited to then like teach other people um different things too so yeah <laughs> mm. 
So what are you planning to work on next? Like, is there something you're like, you want to learn or like try out? Um, so I think something that I've had a go at doing, which um, I'd quite like to kind of continue a bit more on it is um, last year I did like a Japanese woodcut printing course and that was kind of that was really really good just to like carving into the the wood and kind of making um different patterns and like different textures i found it really really therapeutic um and it was nice to have you know some space away from the computer as well and just to kind of I guess it's you know similar to kind of like the act of drawing or um and things like that too is like you you kind of get immersed in the um in the experience as well as you know kind of what you're what you're drawing to um so yeah no I love that and I I quite like the um the the process of it and then how you're kind of building up the the different layers of it too um so that's definitely something that um, I kind of want to um, want to ex- explore a little bit more. That sounds so cool. I would love to try that. I've never tried like any kind of um, uh, like is lino cut another type where you also carve something and I guess there's like so many of those kinds of I've yeah. never tried any. That would be so beautiful. But I love I love how your approach is like. I don't know, like constantly kind of evolving your creative practice and trying out new things and staying like, like, I love that because also I feel like one type of narrative and like when it comes to kind of artists or something is like you have to specialize in something that's the only way to like master that one uh, technique or something and like that that's the way to, but like I find like for myself I I would not feel creative if I only did art in one way like I also because already I feel like drawing is my main thing drawing and painting but I do also really enjoy like making music every now and then and sometimes I've done pottery or sometimes I like take photographs and I really enjoy photography so I like I love when people kind of do different things to kind of um, get those creative juices flowing or (laughs) to kind of keep things interesting. Yeah, I love that. I mean, not saying that there's anything wrong. Pottery and stuff too. Oh, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong, but like if someone wants to like specialize in something that like I don't relate to that personally, so. I think it's refreshing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was wondering, like, if anyone, uh, because since you're talking about teaching people, like, is mm-hmm. there anyone people can participate in your workshops or are they, like, already part of some school or something? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, usually... if someone listening wants to participate. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I actually teach um, kind of one to one for like teaching like virtual and augmented reality and that this is something new that I've started doing now and that's with 
um, you know, creatives. So people that are just interested to kind of explore virtual and augmented reality and maybe they want to use it in their work or maybe they're just kind of keen to keen to explore. Um, so yeah, if you if you if any of your listeners would like to have a go, then I'd totally be up for doing that. Um, otherwise, uh, kind of a lot of the other workshops um, that I do are kind of either with uh, kind of schools or institutions and things like that. Oh, well, that's perfect. So listen up if you're interested in learning about reality. Hit Helen up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, before we go to the question of the week, um, one last question. So, uh, I think this could be like a combination question. So, like, uh, if there is something you would want to say to your younger self when you are starting out, or if like somebody else is like thinking of um, dipping their toes into what you do. Like, do you have any advice? So, um, I think kind of when I when I first started out, kind of um, freelance a couple of years ago, I'd say that there's uh, there's definitely kind of a lot of power in kind of saying no sometimes, and kind of doing projects that um, that you really want to do like your your time and energy is is kind of really is really precious so it's um you know if you're if you're giving all of your energy out in too many in too many different directions then you know you're not keeping that that little bit for yourself where you you've got the kind of momentum to kind of want to learn and maybe want to try new things so i'd say you know definitely um apply to you know lots of different projects that are out there and also to to not really and it's really easy to kind of feel um quite intimidated sometimes by if you're like applying to you know a certain institution or a certain job and it's just like actually just uh, just go for it and even if you don't think that you maybe have the skill set at the time you can always you know be developing your skill set as you're kind of moving along um and actually one of the things that I kind of started um started doing kind of as I was trying to build up like freelance work that I do now was volunteering and I think actually doing something that maybe is a little bit away from from what you're kind of applying to just kind of like it's kind of keeping momentum and you're you know you're talking to to different people from different backgrounds different ages and actually kind of having something that you're kind of doing while you're you know you might get rejections from different things um you may not get certain positions that you you maybe are kind of like aiming towards like actually having that is really really good and that's actually where I started volunteering with kids um and that was how I then was just like actually I kind of really want to kind of go into into teaching a little bit more so yeah it's amazing kind of how how things can feed into each other so yeah take 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 as many opportunities as you can and like try and reach out to just people that you find interesting and see see what happens oh I love that thank you so much for that advice (laughs) yeah yeah I've been like also like 
thinking about that like when you are just starting out and like trying to just accept like some kind of jobs to at least gain um, experience I think it might be like much more valuable if of course you can afford mm. it financially to like volunteer with projects that you really feel strongly about mm. rather than pick up a job that is like not uh like not a good fit for you mm. but you just want to like get something to get experience mm. i think it's like for your future it might be much more valuable to actually like maybe volunteer but put your energy into something that like you care about because then there is of course the opportunity you will get hired in the same area mm. so <laughs> then you will like love your job uh other than like then people like paying you little for something that you don't even enjoy and then they might not even like value you that much I definitely had like yeah. a few part-time jobs as I was also doing like the volunteering as well so yeah no, like, like you were saying um yeah it's definitely good to to kind of keep things up but if you can um if you can kind of like diversify and you know a Give give your time to projects that you want to do too, then yeah, that's definitely mm. a really good point. Yeah. All right. Well, should we go to the question of the week? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I can read that. All right. So, Coriations uh, asked, "Do you ever go really out of your comfort zone with art, materials, or subject?" So yeah, uh, yeah, we thought it would be like, I mean, thank you, first of all, for your question. And yeah, we thought it would be really interesting to also ask Helen about that, since your medium is like so different from ours. So like we could get different perspectives of what um, getting out of your comfort zone even means. So I don't know, Helen, do you want to start? Um. Yeah, no, that's a really great question. Um, in terms of uh, kind of how I try and push myself out of my comfort zone, there are definitely kind of days where actually kind of going back to basics and just kind of starting starting from there. So maybe starting with drawing or listening to music. And there are definitely days where I'm just like actually... Um, maybe maybe not pushing myself is is kind of what i'm wanting to do today but um actually kind of thinking about kind of all of the things that you'd, you'd quite like to kind of play and test with and even if it's just like this one thing where you're just like oh actually i've kind of got the means to to be able to do it or um you know that I've got something like sitting in the corner of my room that I'm just like should I should I go and should I go and test it um but actually just like putting no like no pressure on it um just I think there's kind of a lot of kind of stigma around this kind of like idea of failure and mm. like there's definitely um in my mind I'm I'm really interested in kind of like like playing with chance and failure and actually just having a go and just playing and just seeing what happens just getting involved with the the process of it I think in some ways makes it a little bit personally easier for me to get out of my comfort zone is just thinking about the process rather than oh I have to make this outcome straight away 
it's just like actually I just want to kind of play and and just just see what happens yeah I love that I definitely relate to this um like I feel this fear of failure a lot and I think and I guess we've talked about it earlier on this podcast but there's also this because we are um illustrators so like when we draw there's always like the possibility kind of to monetize that so there's this kind of pressure to create things that can be monetized kind of all the time if you're like spending your time to draw this you better like make it you know worth it which is like so much pressure and definitely like kills creativity so i i've been trying to figure out like ways to allow myself more time to kind of just play around without that but I I definitely I I don't do it as much as I would like and I am still trying to learn but I do sometimes draw in totally different ways than than I do like publicly kind of but I don't share those which I guess also like helps take the pressure out I don't have to think about like oh does this look like my art in quotation marks like does this you know, it's something totally different. I'm not trying to think about like, is this cohesive with my style? It's it's really nice mm-hmm. to sometimes, like sometimes just paint with inks, like some random blobs and shapes and like, just like, I don't know, listen to some music and just like, <laughs> just let whatever flow out of it. And it, like just abstract stuff. Like I really like that and it's totally different. And I don't think I would ever share it, but I, yeah. I, I definitely see the value in doing that because if yeah you have to get out of that that pressure box of like everything being productive and everything being um, like monetizable yeah I also like I can relate to that like not doing it enough like not mm. going out of my comfort zone enough in my practice even though whenever I do I feel that it's always very valuable even if I don't necessarily like get any kind of results Mm. out of it (laughs) like it's still like trying something new is often it's just kind of like this breath of fresh air kind of like when when you're stuck in something it's nice to just sometimes yeah just for fun just try something new but yeah i think it's when like art is our job it's like so important to remember to do things just for fun sometimes because sometimes you forget about it because i think like with traditional jobs like people don't really do that just for fun (laughs) it's like you go to work you do it and then you go home and you do other stuff just for fun but when our like our we have creative jobs sometimes like a similar activity can be for job and just for fun and then it's like really hard to <laughs> like either like draw a line or then like navigate that yeah. like if it's a, if it's not a line if it's a spectrum yeah. <laughs> also like it's, it's difficult to navigate because yeah sometimes you do something just for fun and then you create something that you want to sell or sometimes you're trying to create something you want to sell and it doesn't work out and then you're like stressed and it's not fun <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's interesting that it, there's like no clear distinction sometimes, but it's I think as you Mia said, I think sometimes it's nice to actually like kind of force this distinction mm. 
somehow like okay now i sit down and i'm gonna do something i don't know what it's gonna be i'm just gonna do it for fun i'm not gonna share it anywhere it's not for any project i'm just doing this just to do it like i think if you struggle with like uh going out of your comfort zone and doing art just for fun i think it could be good to actually like consciously decide that now i'm just gonna draw for fun and i'm gonna try new things and i'm not gonna like strive for any result I think we're yeah we're always yeah. we're always trying to to learn and like even when we're you know kids and we're just so like curious about testing different things and that's that is how you learn you kind of you're learning through playing and doing and um it's just like yeah trying to trying to get back into that um get back into that mode when you're when you're just like oh I've got this deadline to meet or things like that but that's why I think it's great that you're you're doing you know tattooing and things like that at the moment Sasha and like you're you know you're diverse diversifying in that direction and you're learning and like that's that's that's, that's great yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that has been like very valuable to me too like because yeah I've been kind of like stuck creatively lately for a while but this has been like really uh, like really good for me to just try something like completely different and also but I also like take my art style that I already have developed and then I'm like kind of like how can I now from like what I do now turn it into this other medium like how can something that I already draw become tattoos so that is like so refreshing because I'm kind of I feel like I still use all those skills that I've developed mm. over the years but I like I, I still feel like I'm making something completely different like and kind of switching my brain around mm-hmm. like helps so much but also it doesn't feel like all these years of like learning <laughs> illustration are for nothing because I, I yeah. kind of just like put those things onto something else so it's like yeah that's uh, yeah that has been very valuable so I think it, it's like very nice to sometimes try something completely different yeah yeah it, and it it felt i also had like experience with like carving uh several years ago when i did like a artist residency in like a printing museum in estonia and there i learned like linocut and that was also like so refreshing that i i i took designs that i already had and i just carved them from linoleum <laughs> and it was like so it was so cool because it was like reimagining something i'm already doing and also like seeing other people's reactions because also like it, it was different from like traditional liner cut because i took something that was not created for liner cut but then my, made liner cuts so for like other people it was also like wow these are like so different from like other liner cuts <laughs> and then it was also yeah. very nice like to hear that for me mm-hmm. like it's like a very nice boost of confidence <laughs> when like yeah when i feel like these designs are already so boring i don't know what to do with them and then suddenly they're like in some other material so yeah I think it's also like yeah it's for me it's really cool to if I don't feel like creating something new Mm. to take something what I already created but then put them on like a completely different medium and then it's yeah that becomes very inspiring and like Mia as well when you were creating the the children's book that you were talking about too like that's yeah that's also kind of like diversifying and taking it in the in a different direction yeah that's true <laughs> yeah I love that and I think you two are now like you're inspiring me to like I I want to 
I want to do workshops. Like I want to participate in workshops. I want to learn. Like I want to try out new things because I think I haven't really. And it would be very helpful to maybe have someone show the way. So I'm like, that's one goal for next year. <laughs> I want to try out new things creatively. Definitely. <laughs> And there are so many, it's amazing how many things that we can actually do from our own homes and things mm -hmm. like that. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of use Skillshare and, um, you yes. know, YouTube videos and things like that to learn. So there's, there's so much material out there and sometimes it can feel a bit overwhelming, but just being like, actually, you know, I just wanted to try this and then just kind of go for it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's good yeah. advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Helen, so much for coming thank on the you. podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was really interesting to learn what you do and like really inspiring. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, and we will share our drawings that we've done today and your drawing machine, Helen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We'll share all of those on our social media and for those of you watching on YouTube, these will come in a couple <laughs> seconds <laughs> on the screen. So watch out. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, and yeah, Helen, like where can people find you? Um, so on Instagram, you can find me at Helen underscore Elizabeth underscore Farley. And my website is helenfarley.co.uk. Perfect. So we'll also link right. those in the descriptions and share those on Instagram and everything. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. We really did. Yes, this is so cool. Uh, yeah, I, I love having guests because I get so inspired from hearing people talk about something they're passionate about. It's always like, oh, I really want to try new things too. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that could be another advice for getting out of your comfort zone. Like, talk to someone who does something very different. And like, already that is so inspiring. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. all right well see you everyone next week and yeah bye bye thank you for listening to the drawing club podcast you can follow us on instagram at drawing club podcast or email us at drawing club podcast at gmail.com you can also find me mia on instagram at mia.minerva and on YouTube as Mia Minerva. Sasha, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at Sasha underscore Kretova. This podcast was created by us, Mia Minerva and Sasha Kretova. Olli Arni created the theme song and assisted with the recording and Dmitri Zerbin took care of audio mastering. Welcome to the club, friends.